Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. I wanted to take a moment to recognize and give a shout out to today's sponsor, which is the Anchor app. Anchor is a free app that anyone can download to start a podcast. It's simple and easy. It provides many tools for recording, such as sounds, music, you can send voice messages to friends, and you can even get paid. That's right, you can get paid for talking about a topic that you enjoy by getting more listeners and sponsorships. It's simple and easy. Download the free Anchor app right now to get started. What's up, guys? And we're back. Oh, that never gets old. Oh, my God. I know. I remember when we started that. It's like saying that years ago on our Instagram, whenever we went live and did videos and stuff. Abby, that honestly even sounds weird for you to say years ago. Somebody, I know. I can't remember who I was with. Not that long ago, but, oh, I was with my friend Savannah. Savannah, if you're listening, what's up, girl? But (laughs) she was on the phone with somebody, and they asked when she had graduated from high school as a security question. And she, like, had to take a second to think about it. And I did, too. 2020. Oh Abby. That is We graduated crazy. high school, like. Mm. I know. I just, and, that, it's not that far away, but, like, it is. Yeah. Know. And for those of you who don't know, Kelsey just turned 20. So, oh my gosh. two official decades. How do you feel, Kelsey? I feel no different. I hate, <laughs> I, I, honestly, Abby, I love you, but I hate when people ask me that. Like, I'm what so- are you expecting me to say? I know. Oh my gosh, I feel so old, like, like, no. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I didn't mean it like that. I just mean, like, I I hate when I can't give people, you know, an interesting answer. Yeah. But I will say that when you have milestone birthdays like that, it just really makes you take a second to stop and think about, like, wow. Like, that's what happened on Tuesday when I turned 20. I was just like, 20, like, wow, 20 years. You know, that's, that's crazy. And it's, um, it was very... It was very humbling to think about all the ways that God has blessed me thus far in yes. my life. And it just, it makes me so excited to see what else he has in store for me mm-hmm. um, in the years to come. Cause I, I feel like he's already given me so many opportunities and blessings and it's literally only the beginning of my life. So, yeah. And I, I, I feel like this podcast is one of them too. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm super pumped for what we have coming. I'm super excited for this podcast. Me too. And yeah. What's up? What's been up with you, Abby? Um, Even though I much. talked to you like five minutes ago. I know. <laughs> we talk like all the time. It's like we're always we together, but we don't see each other all the time. So it's funny. I um, I'm doing all right. I'm staying busy with school as always. Kind of checking stuff off the list, but yeah, overall, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? That's good. Yeah, good. Um, Real talk. I had an economics midterm on my birthday. So on Tuesday and nice. thought I thought I killed it in the best way possible. You know, I felt so good about it. Well, my professor didn't think so. <laughs> didn't give me the grade that I wanted. Um, but you know what? We just moved past it. That's right. You know, you can't always succeed like you want mm-hmm. to. And you got to take a step back and you got to realize. Yeah. This, like this doesn't define me like I knew what I was talking about I know that I did my best that's all that matters right but I I would be lying if I said it didn't sting a little bit made me a little bit disappointed because you know I get yeah. I go to grab the paper I'm expecting a good grade look at it I'm like this is not oh, what I was no. expecting <laughs> but you know like I said it that does not define me and I, yeah. I know in my heart that I did my best so that's right that's good that was a small dent in today but 
I otherwise have no reason to complain. I'm currently in my apartment, living room, kitchen area, staring at our beautiful Christmas tree that we got in the mail yesterday. I um, think so. I think we need yeah. to do a little poll for our listeners. Are oh my gosh. Like, when do people put their Christmas tree up? Like, are y'all a before Thanksgiving or after? Y'all know what I, the right answer is. I'm definitely an after. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, my family's just always been after. I didn't so. know that. Yep. We waited I don't out. Know if we could still be together. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Levi's like that too. I learned that, y'all, this year. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's not opposed to listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving, but he's not going to choose to, you know? Yeah. So. I just love it. It's it's such serotonin to look at this beautiful Christmas tree. I'm glad. I love that from you and everybody else that feels that way. But y'all go answer that. I'll make sure to include that as a part of the listening on Spotify. Um, Like I said, y'all make sure you answer correctly. Y'all know which one's the right answer. But, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to give you a forewarning. I'm going to be a little bit all over the place. You're going to you're going to see some common themes in this discussion, but I'm going to be kind of jumping around just different topics, different different scripture, different resources. Um, but I genuinely feel like this this can be applied to a multitude of different areas in everybody's lives and that's my hope at least. So Mm-hmm. I hope that you do leave feeling a little bit encouraged. Um, and I, I want to preface too, if we ever post a podcast and you have any questions about anything we say or not necessarily in like, I don't think that's right, which that's fine too, if you'd like to reach out to us and we can discuss that. But just yeah. to, if, if something's not clear, because like, for instance, as I'm speaking right now, if I make a comment where something isn't clear but it's clear in my head because I know what I'm talking about you know I don't want that to Mm -hmm. get in y'all's way so y'all just let me know but Abby um I want to ask you a question to get it started okay and it's going to be very general going to be very vague but you'll see (laughs) you'll see why I ask this I'm scared no don't be scared (laughs) so I want you to tell me what you think it means for someone or something to be in season and out of season. To be remember, it can be it can be as vague as you want it to be, or it can be super specific. But what does it mean when somebody or something is in season and out of season? Hmm. I'm um, our different thoughts. Okay. Um, Would you care to share? Go- very many different ways when you first said it I was thinking about actually I was talking to my friend the other day about running and she okay have her Mm -hmm. off season so you can think of it as a way of sports when you're when you're in the season you're working really hard you're pushing towards your goal you're constantly with your teammates encouraging each other just trying to do your best and then when you're off Mm -hmm. the season you might be just using it as a rest or recovery period But you would say, you would say in that instance still, and correct me if I'm wrong, you would say that you're a lot more efficient and productive in when you're in in season than when you're off season or out of season. Right. So, right. Mm -hmm. More work and effort put into the end season, but out of season still being productive, but not as much as the end season. Okay. Yes, that makes perfect sense. 
Do you have, I know you said it took you in multiple di- different directions. Maybe give me one more thought you had about it. Um, this might be really deep, <laughs> but mm-hmm. sometimes I think about like a lot of people when they're approaching like the winter season, mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. um, just mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, physically. And I mean, I've felt that way before in the winter. And I think, so when you're in that season, you might not be at your best. And just thinking about it as a lot of different ways, like many seasons of life that we go through, we call it. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is just a season, like, it'll be better soon. And you think about springtime, like, oh, you know. Right. So I think some people think of that as just like, this season is hard. Yeah. But the next season is going to be better. That makes perfect sense. I just thought of so many songs when I was yeah. saying that. <laughs> I know. Chris from Zoom is springtime. Springtime. Yeah. Which I will say, I don't want to veer off too much because I want to go ahead and start getting into the content, my purpose for asking that question. But mm-hmm. I, I want to say, too, to add on to what you were saying, talking about the seasons with, like, winter and spring, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I couldn't agree more. But I also think, too, that that is because people place – that kind of stereotype around those seasons, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's some people that love winter, some people that love the cold weather. And my, my grandma on my mom's side, for instance, does not like the winter because she loves being outside. She loves the warm weather, Mm -hmm. just all things like being outside. And when it's cold, she can't do that. And so she feels like she's constricted to being inside. And so that's Mm -hmm. completely correct. But yeah, I do think that kind of people have placed a stereotype around that and that's why seasons are viewed the way that they are but the seasons the kind of the way the road whatever you want to call it that I'm going to go into with being in season and out of season is spiritual so Mm -hmm. first off before we kind of hit that nail on the head directly I want to preface that before I came to college, I would consider to have been um, extremely, extremely comfortable in my faith. I felt like I was at a good place in high school. And I mean, prior to that, you know, I grew up in church. Um, I had been going to church consistently, of course, in, until COVID hit. That kind of caused a transition and a shift. But mm-hmm. up until, you know, high school, I I was living the Christian life with my Christian family but I I'm very passionate in in saying that I feel like high school and college is an amazing opportunity to see spiritual growth between people because it's Mm -hmm. the opportunity for people to be independent if that makes sense and that's it I would say that it does start in high school but I can attest to the fact that it's even more in college and Because, you know, like in college, my parents aren't taking me to church. I'm not forced to get into the car whether or not I want to go. Yeah. Like, I make that my own decision. And so I think since being in college, I have realized not only how much I need my faith and how much I depend on it and rely on it, but also how much I do yearn for it and want it. And um, one of the ways that I've been staying engaged is through a campus ministry on – campus at UNC it's called crew and Mm -hmm. crew is a worldwide organization that um, has the mission to spread the gospel 
mainly among college students, but obviously to anybody in the world. Um, and I was a member of that last year, and I'm a member of it this year as well, but I'm also on leadership team just working kind of to help serve and organize events and things and like that. And um, last night we had the sophomore girls Bible study, and we have been in Second Timothy. And it just like really hit me. To be straight up, I didn't want to go to Bible study last night. Anyways, I had an exam that I had to take today. And I just, I was like, I feel like I could be using much more productive use of my time if I just stay and study. But I equally wanted to go and I equally felt like I needed to. So all that to say, I'm glad that I went, but it hit the nail on the head to something that I needed to hear. And this is kind of the reasoning of what I'm going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. But I want us to go into Second Timothy 4. My Bible's in. I'm pretty sure it's an NIV. It's either an NIV. Yeah, it's an NIV. Um, so if it sounds a little bit different than your translation, whoever's listening, that is why. But we were in 2 Timothy. We've been doing 2 Timothy all semester, but last night we started chapter 4. And we were in the first few verses, 1 through 9. And to give a little bit of backstory, Paul's about to die. He's writing basically this whole book. Um, to Timothy to kind of say, this is what I did in my life. This is what I urge you mm -hmm. to do, um, yeah. which is equally a very, obviously, sad story because these are Paul's last words, but it's equally encouraging. And so he's telling Timothy in chapter four, he says, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction." For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, Timothy, or you, Abby, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. And I heard that and I, I was like... Mm. <laughs> That's good. You know, to what extent am I doing that right now? You yeah. know? And to any, I mean, whatever season of life you're, whoever's listening to this, whatever season of life you're in, whether you're in college, high school, middle school, you're full-grown adult, working a full-time job, this can apply to every single one of us because mm -hmm. no matter where we are in life, our calling is always the same thing, which is to correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And it just, I mean, it shook me because, like I said, I, I, I sat there and I questioned myself, like, to what extent am I really doing this or am I even, like, am I doing a period? Like, yeah. and I think it's really easy sometimes to use our Christian identity and our Christian label to just say, you know, make it seem like we're checking all the boxes. Like I, I love the Lord, you know, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to heaven when I die. Like what more, you know, do I need to, to do to earn, which that's completely, that's a completely different conversation. Y'all we don't do anything. <laughs> we can't do anything to earn our salvation, but right. I mean, that's, a, that's a genuine human sin thought that goes through our heads is like, well, you know, maybe if I do X, Y, and Z, like this prayer will get answered or I'll be mm -hmm. more blessed. I feel like Abby that's a great that's a great topic to go into for a future yeah. podcast because there's so many misconceptions with that and right 
that honestly leads into this next point that I was going to talk about is the importance of scripture because it literally is what God is telling us. We know that if we go into the word and we read what it says, none of it is misconstrued. None of it is taken out of context. If we read it for what it is and we don't allow other sources to get in our way, AKA, especially the world's a big one, social media, whatever you want to, whatever, whatever sin, sinful thing you want to put into that box, like, that ultimately is what leads us to misreading and misanalyzing the word, which is really unfortunate. But yeah, I think that because we kind of use our Christian label as our excuse to say that we're doing what we should, it, it, it makes it very easy for us to um, kind of downgrade God's purpose and intention for our life, which is really unfortunate because in doing the work of what he calls us to do, we can receive so many blessings. And if we're not doing that, obviously we're not, we're not reaping the fruits that we could be. Right. And so I just want to say that no matter where you are, like that is your mission field. Like I could Mm -hmm. be at the grocery store and it would be my mission field. I could go on campus and it would be my mission field. I could like, you get the point. No matter where I go, there's no excuse for me not to spread the gospel or be an evangelist or correct and rebuke like Paul was telling Timothy. Like, there is no excuse. And so, yeah, it might be a little uncomfortable at some times and it might be Mm -hmm. whatever you want to put into that blank. But ultimately, like, this is what God's calling us to do. And Mm -hmm. for me, at least, when I read it for how it is in the Bible and don't kind of talk it out of myself in my head to make myself feel better it's like I genuinely don't like I I can't make an excuse I don't have an excuse right and so yeah I I would consider I would highly recommend y'all read that passage on your own and just take a second to really realize what what it's saying Mm -hmm. but to further to further go along with this passage if we look back towards chapter three abby do you have your bible with you like open it's okay if you don't that's on the spot (laughs) if we look back to chapter three um and we look at verse 16 it says all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work and so you, you know how i was saying how we might make excuses for not being an evangelist or not sharing the gospel yeah I mean, look, here we go, right back here at the word God's telling us, look, y'all really don't have any excuse. (laughs) And I don't know. I mean, sometimes when I read the Bible, I can't help but laugh because I'm just like, I know. Who am I to sit here and think that I'm trying to make all these excuses up in my head? And it's like, there, I can't, you know, like I, I am wasting my time and preventing myself from receiving fruits that I want. But how can I expect to receive them if I'm not putting in the work for it? Like, that makes no sense. (laughs) And, like, I don't know. I I mean, I would would potentially even encourage y'all to, you know, some of the things that go through your mind or some of the things that make you kind of feel fearful or talk yourself out of sharing the gospel with other people, write it down. And then really take a second to realize, wow, this actually is so... This is not like 
like really this is what's keeping me from doing it because you'll realize how much it doesn't make sense right because and this is good put your seatbelt on in second timothy three in the verses that i just read god is telling us that because he breathed into this scripture like this is all this is literally all that we need to do his good work which in chapter four paul told timothy is to correct rebuke and encourage and so if if we have what we need right in front of us why can't we why can't we do it you know Mm -hmm. In addition to what I was saying about, you know, you can't make excuses for being fearful or being nervous that you're going to say the wrong thing when sharing the gospel with somebody. That, I mean, that is true because ultimately it's not our responsibility to, to have everything perfectly said when we're sharing the gospel. Like part of mm-hmm. that is relying on the, on God to give you the words to speak. And I, I feel like it's, it's important to remember that when you are taking the step to share the gospel with somebody, obviously God recognizes that he recognizes that it's not easy. If it were easy, everybody would be a Christian. I mean, can I get a name into that? Amen. And it's not, it's not easy, but it's worth it. And I can hundred percent tell you that sometimes, even if you share the gospel with somebody and you leave that conversation feeling like it was worthless, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Our our main responsibility and priority is just to plant the seed and the rest of the work of growing it is God's responsibility. And so, man, I, I was just about to say those exact words pretty much. Really? <laughs> yep. Man, I needed your words when I couldn't find my own while ago. <laughs> but um, I just I hope that's an encouraging word because mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's easy for all of us to kind of get stuck in that trap. But I guess I just kind of feel like God's really saying to myself and all of us like just take that leap of faith you know express and show the faith that you claim that you have and when you do it I will reward you but until we do that Mm -hmm. like we're not gonna we're not gonna gain the fruits that God wants us to have right so I mean I want the fruits Abby do you want the fruits I want the fruits yep okay so me and Abby basically we want the fruit so we're gonna start sharing the gospel with people we're not gonna be scared we're gonna rely on God's word to help us with it and that's another thing y'all like we need to stop being so selfish and allowing our own small problems to take away from the greater picture which is to multiply God's kingdom because if we just keep going about our life every single day worrying about our own problems I mean how do we expect other people to be cared for too right and that um that's a good point too. I I would highly encourage this is a good resource for y'all. It's called desiringgod.com. It has like articles on there, all kinds of different things. And I'm pretty sure the articles are all like audio versions as well, so you can listen to it. And um I was reading one not too long ago and it was talking about like five problems within the church and like Christianity and whether or not those of us who are Christians recognize it. We tend to oftentimes have a lack of apathy for people who are non-believers, which right. basically means that, you know, I would never sit here and say out loud, man, like, just cause I'm saved. Like I, I could care less about those unbelievers who don't know Christ. who have never heard Christ. Like I could care less. No, I would never say that. That would make right. me seem like such a heartless person. But just because I wouldn't say it doesn't mean my actions don't show it. Like, yeah. It, I mean, it, it, they are, it's, it's very easy for my actions to give that exact reason. Right. And so that's another thing to think about is just be aware of not, I mean, you don't always have to say something for it to, to be evident. Mm -hmm. So in 
and kind of transitioning from that with this mini topic, first off, Abby, did you want to add anything to that? Um, you have to slow me down. I just get so excited. You're good. I just wanted to continue off what you, you were just saying at the end there. Like, who am I to sit here and be like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't have to worry about anybody else, you know? Like, that's yeah. not... Like, that's not what God has called us to do. He didn't call us to be on our own, you know? Right. Like, and I mean, thank goodness have... he, cared, he cared enough to, to save us. Right. You know? And we're supposed to have fellowship. And even with our friends who are where we are spiritually and who are Christians and followers of Christ, like, when they fall, we need to point that out, too. And we can't just let them fall exactly. and let them figure it out on their own, you know? I mean, Abby and I have conversations all the time where we're both like, look, just tell it to me, like, tell it to me how it is, like, be completely honest, because, yeah, I, if I can't see something myself, and it needs to be corrected, I want to correct it, right. you know, and that's part of having people who are close to you in community, which, wow, you seamlessly mm -hmm. um, transitioned into this point of what I was going to go into about community, but, I mean, yeah, that's the point of having people around you that you can trust. And no, yeah. it doesn't always have to be a group of believers. Sometimes, right. I mean, sometimes I think it's really beneficial for you to have people who are, are unbelievers as well. Not right. not only because that's an opportunity for you to share your faith, but you, I mean, you can you can learn from the, like their mistakes mm -hmm. as well. Definitely. And um, I. I would encourage you that if you are a Christian, I would say that it obviously is very easy to have a tendency to kind of lean towards Christian community because you just have a group of people who obviously view things very similarly to the way that you do. But right. equally, in my experience with college, you know, I have friends who are who are unbelievers as well. And wow, you'd be you'd be very surprised how much you can learn from those people as well, just mm -hmm. because they don't claim to love God like you do absolutely doesn't mean that it's not going to be a beneficial relationship. Yeah. And um, I would also, I would urge you as well that having friends that are non-believers can be especially intimidating to share the gospel with because you don't want to ruin your relationship. Right. But something that somebody has told me before that has stuck with me is that I would rather our relationship be sacrificed if it meant that you would come to know the Lord mm -hmm. or I would rather our relationship be sacrificed if it meant that you knew that I genuinely cared about you, you yeah. know? And so like going back to it, to the scenario that I said, you and I always point out to one another things that we see that we could both be fixing within ourselves. You yeah. could tell me something and I could be like, mm -mm, Nope, this is absolutely ridiculous. Do not agree <laughs> with you. Like don't want to change. And that would ruin our relationship, but at least you could walk away from it saying, yeah, well, I, you know, that, that was my way of showing that I cared about you. Like I want to see mm -hmm. you benefit and grow and not, you know, sit and, and that. And so I chose to share that with you. And like, yeah, I think that's the, the biggest thing is don't get so wrapped up and focused on, okay, well, what are they going to think of me after this? Like, Put mm -hmm. your put your mind on the bigger picture. Like, who is this ultimately about? It's for God, not yourself. Right. So, so just veering off of that, one thing I wanted to go back to is what you were saying earlier about how our mission field can be anywhere, and I think yeah. that's really important too when we're talking about our friends who are not Christians because mm -hmm. that mission field could be in the classroom, it could be yeah. in the workplace, it could be 
at a store, at a restaurant, like literally anywhere. And so it's important to like recognize who, like who you're around and who you're with all the time and who God has placed you place in your life because they are there for a reason. And sometimes it's hard to like sit there and think about like, Oh, like God has this person in my life for a reason. And it's probably important that this relationship that we have is going in a good direction, you know, and we're, we're being fruitful with that and being um, followers of Christ and just trying to lead people towards Christ through all of our relationships. Yeah, that's really good. And, and I would add to that too, that you would be surprised how many people that you might not think would be willing to go to an event with you that might be, you know, related to your religion of Christianity. You'd be surprised how many people just need, need somebody to offer them an invitation. There are so many people who aren't Christians, not because they despise the gospel, but because they haven't even had the opportunity to hear it. And right. that's, oh my gosh, that's so heartbreaking. I yeah, it is. <laughs> wish I could stand on a big mountaintop and ev- force every person <laughs> that wants to hear a good word, listen to it. But yeah, it doesn't have to be complicated, y'all. And sharing right. the gospel doesn't mean that you have to sit down and have a formal conversation about the creation, the fall, the resurrection, mm-hmm. like, redempt- no, like, it could just be inviting them somewhere and yeah. showing through your love and your kindness and the characteristics that God displayed to us, showing that to somebody else and then saying, wow, like there's something about you that stand like stands out as different. And mm-hmm. that's a completely perfect entry way to saying, well, you know, I, I mean, I'm just doing my best to be a, you know, a light for God. And right. th- that none of that required you to sit down and be uncomfortable and force somebody to little, I mean, Mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how many opportunities you would be given if you just you just tried yeah and I think a lot of times the reason that we're so scared is because we feel like we don't know enough about the exactly. Bible and like that's okay like we're not supposed to know everything and if somebody asks you something and you don't know just tell them hey I'm not really sure but I'll get back yeah. to you you know or yeah. maybe you can say hey let's figure that out together let's learn it together and go through that so i I mean that's that's a perfect act of humility is saying not only to yourself but to somebody else like hey you know i don't know everything as much as i I wish i did i don't and Mm -hmm. that's also an act of displaying your faith and saying god like i'm going at you which we touched on this earlier but i'm going into this conversation i don't know what you know all the Mm -hmm. correct words i'm supposed to say but i'm relying on you to help me with with that and he will but Again, y'all, it, it all starts with asking for it or taking the step to do it. You can't just sit around and expect things to happen for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, spe- I mean, I'm preaching to myself 100%, but just a little bit of scripture to tie into, into that. First Corinthians, um, I'm pretty sure it's first Corinthians 1533. It's two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. And I feel like another one that's really good is the classic Proverbs twenty seven seventeen: iron sharpens iron and one mm-hmm. man sharpens another. Um, so we kind of did hit on a lot of different things. I told y'all to expect that, but <laughs> the big things were, you know, what's my calling? What's, where's my mission field? Mm-hmm. And the second one is, okay, how does community tie into that? How can I take advantage of it? How can I use it? And so 
I hope y'all took something from that. I don't, mm-hmm. Abby, what do you think? Do you think that was, um, do you think that was good? Yeah, that was great. I just want to wrap up something about community real quick. Um, it's very important that you have some type of community mm-hmm. and that you're not going through life alone. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay if you don't have that community quite yet, but actively be, be seeking that, you know, and I think that I think that's hard for a lot of people who are in college um, or maybe early adulthood where they just, you know, kind of, I guess you call it church hopping, just trying to figure out what you like and yeah. just like be intentional with that and try to like try to find a church to plug into because, I mean, I don't think there's anything more important than having that community around you yeah. and people who you can actually get to know and connect with and just be able to talk to each other and grow together so for sure that was good yeah Abby sometimes I don't know how you follow and like when we I feel like the only reason Abby can follow me when we're when we're having one-on-one spiritual conversations or just dang a general conversation in general like oh my gosh we go off into so many different things and I'm not even lying when we say we have like a notes document pulled up of like different topics to talk about so if Abby can can stick around and grasp onto what I'm saying, I'm really hoping that y'all could as well. Right. Um. I just I had a lot that I was excited to share about. So yeah, I think I, I think hope it was been a great job. Yeah. Thanks, Abby. Dang it! I lost it again, Abby. We got to put this at the end. This oh is funny. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Let's Talk Truth. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at let's.talk.truth underscore, where we provide a fun and safe community as well as weekly posts and announcements. See you guys next time.